So what I'm seeing is that designers are thinking a lot about marketing. And I will say, well, there's two camps, right? There's the panicky, like the sky is falling. I have to cancel all my marketing. You know, I've got to cut costs. I've got to retreat. I've got to go into like hunker down, save money, you know, protect my business mode. And unfortunately, as we all know, that I think is such a terrible way to think about marketing because while you're doing that, you're cutting back on the marketing spend, your competition is not. And so you're going to have to work twice as hard when things start to pick back up again to catch up. Whereas if you take the time, take this downtime or take this sort of pause in your business, if you want to call it that, and start to rethink what does your brand really need to put the right message in front of your clients? What do you really need to do internally to kind of optimize the way you describe your business or the way you describe your services? You're listening to Brand Lift with Tori Sikama, where each week we demystify branding, marketing, and business to help you get seen, get published, and get booked by dream clients. I'm a beach-loving mom from the Jersey Shore who quit her full-time gig and picked up a camera. Six months later, I was published in six different magazines for my interiors and branding photography, launching me down a path to booking clients who love me. Needless to say, I'm obsessed with all things branding, marketing, and design. Now I'm bringing my 20 years of marketing expertise and my passion for photography and design to help you get in front of your dream clients too. I'll talk about the real struggles of being an entrepreneur, creating a brand that people love, and how to set yourself apart and grow your business quickly. If you're a photographer, interior designer, architect, builder, or you just love all things design like me, grab a martini and get cozy as we gather to get real about your brand identity, numbers, marketing, and more. So you get seen, get published, and get booked. Get ready to give your brand a facelift with Brand Lift. With us today is Erica Sorit, founder of Sorit Creative, a boutique brand marketing agency with a mission to support and elevate brands across the entire home industry. As a global brand marketing leader, she has overseen digital product development and brand strategy at Airbnb in San Francisco created immersive physical and virtual brand experiences for Tag Hoyer, Estee Lauder, and Procter & Gamble, as well as top home and lifestyle brands around the world to develop award-winning brand messaging and engagement campaigns. Her background in interior design and marketing have made her passionate about helping businesses transform into unforgettable brands. A Southerner at heart and traveler by trade, she maintains residence in both North Carolina and the south of France. Ooh la la, Erica. (laughs) So welcome. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Tori. I'm super excited to be here. Thank you for that killer introduction. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, I'm so grateful that our paths have crossed and that happened because you invited me onto a brand panel down at 
for Fall Market at Universal's Learning Center. And what a pleasure it is to make the connection. You are the perfect person for that panel. You just have a vision for branding the home industry for designers and their spaces. And yeah, it's just a a perfect match. So, Well, thank you so much. We're going to dive in because I want everyone to get to know you, love you, and hire you. So here we go. What are the key trends in marketing for the home industry that you foresee in 2024? And how can design professionals really leverage these trends? So I'll give a little context first. I think that there is a ton of competition in the home industry now for designers, more than there ever has been, I would say. And I think that the pandemic, of course, as we all know, really brought interior design and the home space, the spaces that we live and work and eat and, you know, go to school and learn. And the places and spaces where we live our lives became front and center. People started really paying attention to the quality of those spaces and therefore interior designers became really busy as a result, which is great. And interior design of all kinds, right? From e-design to vacation rental design, short-term rental design, even people who build homes, who renovate, who make things for the home. And that's not just large manufacturers, but you know, artists, small makers, everyone became busy as a result of this interest and this boom in home. But since then, of course, you know, what goes up sometimes comes down. So things have, you know, slowed or normalized, however you want to see that. And so I'm starting to see just when we start to think about, you know, trends, what I'm starting to see is designers who are taking the time to rethink the strategy of their business, to rethink how they're marketing, to make sure that they're attracting the clients that they really, really want to work with instead of sort of saying yes to everyone, which they don't have to do anymore. And if they sense that there is a potential kind of slowdown in home building or home renovation or even in just design in general, design services, they want to make sure that the relationships and the projects that they take on are really, you know, the kind and quality that they want to spend time on. So what I'm seeing is that designers are thinking a lot about marketing. And I will say, well, there's two camps, right? There's the panicky, like the sky is falling. I have to cancel all my marketing. You know, I've got to cut costs. I've got to retreat. I've got to go into to like hunker down, save money, you know, protect my business mode. And unfortunately, as we all know, that I think is such a terrible way to think about marketing because while you're doing that, you're cutting back on the marketing spend, your competition is not. And so you're going to have to work twice as hard when things start to pick back up again to catch up. Whereas if you take the time, take this downtime or take this sort of pause in your business, if you want to call it that, and start to rethink what does your brand really need to put the right message in front of your clients? What do you really need to do internally to kind of optimize the way you describe your business or the way you describe your services? And so I'm seeing designers really looking into the kind of messaging, the positioning, some of the refreshing of their brand identity to really make sure that they are putting forward the right approach. Because again, when things accelerated so quickly during COVID, it was a surprise for so many designers that they were focused just on simply getting projects done. But now that they have established, you know, they've been working really hard, they're ready to slow down a little bit and sort of look back to the business and start to say, you know, am I attracting and doing the right kind of work? So that's what I've seen this year since the last probably year and a half, the sort of approach I've seen designers taking toward their marketing. And I I foresee that coming a lot 
faster and a lot more frequently in the next year, in 2024, for sure. Well, I think it's refreshing because I believe from what I do and my background is in marketing as well. So I come to my projects and I work with my clients very much from a marketing and a business standpoint. And you have to be intentional, right? You have to be very clear. I always think about that 30 second elevator pitch. Tell me, what is it that you do? And if you don't have a clear message for your potential clients, they will just go elsewhere and find someone who is very clear on who they are, who they serve, and how they can help you grow your brand. But that message is like not even just something you say to other people. This message is what people are saying about you, right? So the realtors that refer you or the contractors, or the, you know, the potential architects or people who are driving business to you, they have in their mind, If I mean, obviously, if you don't have a tagline, they don't have to remember your tagline, but they have to remember the essence or the kind of the ideology that drives your business, right? And that's what they're going to refer. That's the story they're going to tell. And you want to be in control of that narrative. I talk a lot about thinking like a brand and not just a business because thinking like a brand means that people have a feeling and an emotion tied to who you are and what you can do for them. And that's really the essence of what a great marketing story will do is to reinforce that over and over and over again and give everybody kind of calibrated on the thing that they're saying about you and your business. It's great. That is wonderful. And so as design professionals start to pivot and really dive deeper into their marketing messaging, in terms of marketing budgets, where do you recommend that design professionals and home brands invest their marketing dollars first for the best results, for the optimal results? So, you know, I say for sure that you should not be creating anything for your brand and that's a website, any kind of marketing collateral or social media. You shouldn't be doing anything unless you have a very solid brand message that you've got that story straight first because out of that story, right, becomes not just how you express yourself visually, how you want to, you know, work with a photographer to show that kind of brand message, that ideology, like what you represent in the photography, but also it shows up in your identity. So your logo, any kind of typography, any colors, any way you want to image your brand, that has to come from someplace. The decisions on what you do and how you do it ladder up to your brand message. And if your brand message isn't clear, you absolutely will struggle to build a proper website that will really resonate with people. I hate the word convert, conversion. It sounds so technical and so driven by numbers, but you're in a business, right? Your job is to trade the services that you do for money to keep running your business and to, you know, pay your employees and whatever, all those things. So the point of your website is not just to put your work on there. It's also to tell your story and to kind of attract the people who really will benefit and have their lives changed by what you do. So that messaging must be done first. And I have so many clients that come to me who've either worked with another agency or they've had a website, they, their roommates, sisters, daughters, cousin. <laughs> I'll build a website for you. But, and those are great, you know, and to get things up and going, sometimes you have to do that in your business, but you know, they come to me and they just say, it's not working for me. It doesn't represent who I really feel like I am or the work that our firm does now. So, you know, let's get started. And so I tell them, okay, first we have to start with the message. Then we'll look at how it's visualized. And then we will look at what assets, marketing channels you need to focus your time with. 
So your marketing budget first must be spent on getting that story straight. No, it's powerful. And let's talk about project photography and branding photography, because obviously that is what I do. And once that contract is signed, once someone has decided that they want to work with me and I in turn feel like I can add value for them and what their goals are, we dive deep into your brand. And I have a very robust questionnaire where I ask these branding questions and, okay, so what is your messaging? What are your goals? Who is the avatar of your ideal client? What does your brand stand for? Who are you trying to attract? And if they don't know that, then that's when I encourage them to work with a marketing professional to have clarity on that because everything I'm going to do is going to speak to that brand. And the better I know your brand, the better I can deliver assets that are going to drive your business forward. And so my question to you is, what do you see designers and design professionals doing wrong with photography? Well, first of all, not having it. (laughs) (laughs) you know I also tell I think probably the second place I tell people like if they already have a message it's great if they already have it you know we do a little tweaking or something just to kind of refresh their message or their identity like their logo then if I go in and I look at their photos and let's say maybe the shift or the value or the kind of client or even the approach that they take toward interior design has changed then their current photography for older projects may not represent that but that's I say that's fine as long as the photos that go on your website and social media represent and you can talk about, you know, the kind of projects that you want to do, that's great. However, when you are looking, it's not just like your product shots. Like it's not just like the services, the spaces that you're shooting. Those are really important. And I know that you can talk to kind of how you infuse a brand story into those. So I will leave that to the experts. But what I will tell them too, is to say, even if you have to hire a photographer, maybe for half a day, who can come to your office and shoot photos of you at work, who can shoot kind of lifestyle or behind the scenes, or, you know, you interacting with your team, or maybe you going to do kind of a site visit, just to get the vibe of who you are and what it's like to work with you, those images are just as important as the project photography because they tell a greater, huger, like more complete story about what it's going to be like in that relationship with you, which can last sometimes several years. So I think that's the kind of photography I like to see too, is just that mood, that vibe of like who they are. And, you know, sometimes designers are really shy. They hide behind their projects and that's okay. I'm shy too. I understand it took a lot of therapy and a lot of work and effort to get me in front of a camera. But I find that people want to work with people. We want to see a little bit about, you know, what makes you tick and what makes you creative. So even if it's just your hands in the photos or, you know, the back of your shoulder or something, there's ways to infuse your personality and your team and the energy that you are as a human being into the photography. So I like to see that too. So I think photography is one of the first and most important investments you can make in your business because otherwise the visual storytelling on your website, on your social media, it's going to be a lot more difficult if you're using other people's photos or if you're using stock photos. Don't use stock photography because people know it. People will see it immediately. (laughs) They do. 
I have brand clients and I work with a lot of creative entrepreneurs as well who every quarter we refresh. I have an author that comes every three months and just like the seasons change, her brand changes. And so we're getting those images of her behind the scenes, of her writing, of her working, of her interacting with her clients on Zoom calls and showing her in action. And it tells that visual narrative of all the pretty, but also the messy and the behind the scenes of what makes you, you, getting you in front of the camera and capturing that story as well. So I'm thrilled that you appreciate and find value in that because I think it's powerful. I think it's the most powerful thing that drives your messaging, obviously, starts with the visual, and then people will read on and want to learn more about you. Absolutely. So what do designers need intentionally in their businesses to set up for success when engaging with a marketing professional like yourself, partnering with a marketing professional? So obviously, I would say they need to have the mindset that a marketing partner, whether it's a photographer or kind of a a messaging, you know, brand consultant or brand strategist, they have to be ready in their mind to kind of step out of the lane of doing that work or knowing that they can trust and hire someone to support them. And that trust is really important. That's why there's many different people to work with. I recommend you interview just like anyone, like you interview a realtor, you interview a plumber, you interview you know, the person who cuts your hair, like you want to have connection with them. So understand that they're a professional, they know what they're doing and you have to kind of be in the mindset to be open to their suggestions, just like you want your clients as interior designers to be open to (laughs) what you suggest to them. I would say the first thing is mindset. Second thing is once I see designers that they have made these kind of investments in professional partners who can really help them grow their business in some way and through marketing, it's important that they are much more willing to make those investments with other professionals and sort of they're ready to kind of take that off their plate. They really get it and they trust and they can delegate. So I'd say that that's also part of the mindset. And two is be open to something new, be open to the suggestions that are made. I think like easy things are, you know, obviously it requires a budget and an investment, but know that that investment is always going to pay you back. I think the photography and good marketing when it's well done, well strategically prepared for you and then explained to you so you can kind of own the reasons behind what they've created for you in a sense of like a message for my work, then you are really become kind of educated. You become much more prepared to delegate the brand message to the people that you hire and you onboard other partners, like we talked about in the beginning, realtors and, you know, people who might refer you. But at the end, it's not just people sort of creating things for you. It's you taking on and making sure that that brand message and that how you're represented is authentic to who you are so that you can grow and build it as you go. Yeah. You have to internalize it and have it become part of your brand ethos. Collaborating and then making it your own are two separate things. I mean, we've all started something and then it just kind of fades away. We don't really internalize it. And I think that making it your own is what the turning point is for it to really resonate and 
then go outward into the community. I say that because I see a lot of designers. I just say this really quick. I work with a lot of designers who have worked with other brand strategists and marketing consultants in the past. And so what they do is they say, well, we have a, no, 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 no. We have a brand guide. We have our style guide. We have our voice guide. We have all of our messaging already done. And I say, okay, like, let's look at it. So once we start working together, um, you know, I'm trying to build on that work and I say, okay, well, just tell me what this is about. Tell me what your brand's about. And they cannot articulate what has been already, I mean, they already bought, (laughs) you know, the services of an agency who gave to them a package of about their brand, yet they still don't really truly get it or they can't say it back to me. And that makes me think like, oh my goodness, you know, they really haven't internalized that work. And I think that's such a shame. So I work really hard to make sure that the designers and the brands that I work with deeply understand and deeply can implement the brand strategy work that we do together. Because I want them to not just believe it and live it and it becomes infused in their work because it comes from them, but I want them to kind of let it, allow it to kind of grow and evolve. And that's exciting. Well, I just get a sense of your personality and just the warmth that you bring to what you do is you don't want your clients to leave you feeling with that overwhelm, right? You're going to help them work through all of that overwhelm so that they feel confident. And that's a testament to you. And that's an art, you know, that they're going to leave you after the work is done. And that's the internalization, I think, and how you overcome the overwhelm. Absolutely. Because you know what? And you know this too. Marketing should be fun. Marketing your brand shouldn't feel icky or evil or any of that. It should feel like, heck yeah, I'm doing something that will change the world. And it's my obligation to use marketing to get more people aware of what I'm doing. Like that's all marketing is. (laughs) Well, and this isn't a question, but I'm sure as you are as I am, part psychologist, we have to help our clients overcome that imposter syndrome as well. And that comes through having a really strong message and feeling and visual presence of who you are and what you say to the world. I love that. I think a lot of creative business owners, and not just interior designers, but like you said, writers, photographers, maybe people who, personal chefs, floral designers, graphic designers, whatever, skateboard designers, we all come to this business because we truly believe that what we offer the world will make it better. We're not like fund managers who are creating businesses to sell them in a couple years. Like that's not what we're doing. Our purpose in this world, in this lifetime, is to create something something that's going to help make the world better. And I think all designers, all creative service providers believe that. And that's really special. That really gives us all a very different purpose about why we get up every morning, why we sometimes work on weekends, why we sometimes make sacrifices for our business. And I just enjoy working with creatives so much because of that reason. It's just really wonderful. We're a different breed. So pivoting back to marketing. And so now we have our brand messaging. We have our gorgeous assets of not only brand photography showing you as the face of your brand, but we have your incredible design projects curated in this professional portfolio. And now we want to get some press. Now we want to help. Now we want to leverage that 
to get some press to be seen and garner the reputation in the industry. So how do you get it? And how do you leverage it once you get it? I say, and I'm going to turn this over to the people who do this best, you hire a really great PR person to support you. And I know I don't do PR. It's its own beautiful kind of world of, <laughs> it's a specialty. It just like messaging is a specialty, just like photography. So I say, find the person that you sync with or the agency that you sync best with and let them do their thing. Let them be in their lane and really promote you. But I will tell you, I do know this, it's hard for them to do their work if you don't have a solid message and great, I mean, amazing images. It's really, really hard for them to do their best work. Yeah. I feel like we are the support team, you know, and we are all parts of, you know, spokes of the wheel that support our clients. So us coming together and celebrating, collaborating, referring, it's just really wonderful to see. So Erica, I want everybody here to know how to connect with you. And I know you have some new things happening in the fall. So let's talk about that and how people can connect with you. Where are all the places? Okay. I will say everything will connect you with my newsletter. I put a lot of thought and time into it. I love it. I don't just sort of send out multiple emails. I put a lot of work into it because I love getting really cool and fun and interesting emails as well. So you can get on that list just by signing up on my website at Sarit Creative, S-A-U-R-I-T, creative.com. But if you want, I have a really cool download that will also give you insight into your message. It's called a brand audit workbook. And there's some kind of multi-page PDF and you can fill it in. Like if you want to print it and write on it, or if you want to do it from your computer or even from your phone. And there's a little video that kind of walks you through how to do it. This audit is amazing because it will show you super quick exactly where and how to fix your brand message. It will give you kind of a sense of where it's inconsistent or unclear. And it will also kind of introduce you to different ways that you can start to streamline it or make it more unforgettable. <laughs> if it's right now, I just, I'm an interior designer. Er, <laughs> that's not a message. <laughs> and so if you want, like I said, that's on the website too. It's saritcreative.com slash brand audit. It's super easy. I assume you'll put that in the show notes. A couple other super quick things that are coming up right now. I have a super short brand storytelling masterclass. It's just four short modules. You can do this. I know people do it in you know half a day. Watch the modules and it will walk you through the same process I go through. So this is like a DIY process that I go through with my clients in brand camp. Brand camp is the second type of service that I do. It's two workshops. They're about an hour and a half each and we can schedule them, you know, anytime at your convenience. They're virtual. I talk you through my process. In the first one, I ask you tons and tons and tons of questions. I go back, I work on your brand message. And for some people, you know, we work on actually, we work on a new identity. I'm actually working with clients now where we're creating entirely new brands because they want to do something like vacation rental design. They want to sort of branch into doing more specific type of residential work if they're not 
not doing that yet. So we can come up with new brands in Brandcamp. It's really customizable. I do a lot of kind of basic website design in Brandcamp. I'm super excited to announce that in the fall, the first course of Marketing School for Creatives is going to open in November. It's going to be six weeks. You're going to get to work with me and a bunch of other creative professionals to learn marketing fundamentals. So you'll create a marketing plan and by the end of it, you will have everything like a marketing plan, a strategy based on the strategy I use with clients and both brand camp and in our larger services. You'll have everything you need, tagline, brand script, all the things. So we'll work on that together. That will be coming. I'll make a bigger announcement about that soon and I'll send you the link for your show notes. And then the kind of most exciting thing is that in the spring of, I'll say early spring, um, February 2024, I will be doing the first of creative immersion retreats in the south of France here. So more news to come about that. We'll talk about that offline, actually. Yeah, that sounds amazing. I love immersive experiences. Yes. So lots, lots coming up, lots of ways to connect and please connect. I really want to meet you and hear about your businesses and see how I can help. Well, we're definitely going to have to have a part two because we have so much more to talk about. And I appreciate your time. I'm thrilled to make this connection with you. And you're just lovely and such a professional. So it was a pleasure speaking with you today. Thank you again for having me. I'm really, really, really just honored. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. You just finished another episode of Brandlift, where we talked all things branding, marketing, and design. Make sure you rate and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. To continue the conversation, head on over to my Instagram at Tori Sikama Photography. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode. For show notes and any links to this episode and to snag your step-by-step guide on how to get published, Head on over to ToriSikamaPhotos.com and get started on your path of getting seen and getting published. See you next week on Brand Lift.